0: Just drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another!
1: <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap. That never runs out. This week, I am joined by my co-host Andres, the lovely Andres. And I'm also joined once again by David Jendoyan, who's been a guest on the show uh, twice now. This is three times. That is the charm. This is your hat trick. How are you today, sir?
2: I'm fantastic. I'm glad to be back for a third time. I'm trying to get to that, that gold jacket status, right? That's the fifth...
1: You know, uh, you're right? a long way buddy yeah, yeah you're about like 10 <laughs> 15 o'clock. shows away from that the like once o'clock. you like once you have an episode where your internet works with you then we'll talk about the jacket <laughs> Ooh, okay so i'm never gonna get that jacket <laughs>
2: and, yeah. then, and
3: then because now you've said it tom yeah now his internet's gonna be perfect absolutely right, here we go i'm telling you i think hey, I'm that's about what it to, takes
1: i think i'm about to make dreams come true i think that's what's about to happen but if <laughs> if there's one thing i am a little bit sad about is that uh my other co-host nancy rodriguez unfortunately is feeling a little bit under the weather. She said she may pop in later when we talk about Top Gun since she did get a chance to see it. But of course we will miss her. But the show must go on. We have some huge trailers to talk about there was a couple big ones that have come out since our last episode so we're going to start talking with marvel and marvel dropped a brand new trailer for thor love and thunder which hits theaters this july this is our biggest look at the movie yet we get a look at the movie's villain gore the god butcher played by christian bale and we get a bunch of new footage what do we think about this new trailer let's start with you david
2: well, I just actually watched this trailer, and I, I watched have to say you, watch it was, it. you watched me watch the trailer <laughs> I watched and you watched I enjoyed. It. <laughs> and I know you watched me watch it. I and to
1: see it in real time, everybody,
2: <laughs> it was it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I rarely, as we know, we kind of talked about it beforehand. I rarely watch trailers just because, right. um, especially if I know I'm going to go watch the movie. I try to go in as blind as I can. But in preparation for this and everything, I got to watch this trailer, and I got to say, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Like just seeing all the color seeing just the action everybody moving around having a good time it just seems like we're back into that thor ragnarok just let's have a good time everyone's gonna you know kind of crack those jokes but that's you know that's what taika brings to the to the project and you know overall i just gotta say it was a lot of fun
1: awesome love that how about you Andres? similar boat different boat where's your paddle
3: my paddle um You know, to go back and think about where I was when I first saw this trailer was, I was on my way to go see you while you were here in (laughs) LA. So I love the fact that it all came full circle. That officially we're talking about the trailer a week later. Apart from that, Mm -hmm. I'm so looking forward to this movie. I think the movie is doing. A great job of, sh- of showing us the fun aspects of this movie mm-hmm. and especially what taika brings to the project but also i think what this trailer is also deceptively doing as well is hiding exactly how heavy this movie is going to get at points because mm-hmm. if they're adapting the mighty thor jane storyline which she does have the cancer and she does have you know um you know, without giving too many spoilers. But the other thing too is delving into the backstory for Gurr the God Butcher. His story is very tragic in itself as well. So it's one of those things where you could you you can see the pieces right there. I think we're gonna get a really great fun movie, but I also think we're gonna get something that's a little more deeper than what anybody's gonna be expecting. But you gotta balance out the The heavy stuff with a lot of the laughs, and I think it's great. So I'm so down for this. I'm so down for this freaking movie. I mean, Christian Bale, I mean, within, like, a couple of seconds, I mean, right off the bat, I'm like, that is the most terrifying Marvel villain I've ever seen. Like, (laughs) there's that one shot where he's, like, just, like, pointing at Thor in the black and white, and his eyes are lit up. I'm like, man, I thought Gore the God Butcher was going to be just 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 kind of, you know, whatever if they're not mm-hmm. going to do the whole CG face thing, but they managed to make him scary just on his own, so mm-hmm. I'm super excited for this movie. Super excited.
1: Just a quick question. How do you pronounce his name?
3: <laughs> Isn't it Gore the God
1: Butcher? You said Gurr. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Listen, listen, I've been I've been reading the comics for so long. For for the longest time. I used to say I used to say run like the wind, alright, not win.
1: Literally like, as soon as you said it, I looked right at Jindoyan, and we both were just looking at each other, just trying to hold in the laugh. And I knew he was trying to stifle the same laugh I was trying to stifle.
0: But um
1: but I'm glad we I'm glad we got through that together, but I'm in like definitely in agreement with you guys. I was really excited that we got so much new footage in this trailer. I think it looks colorful and vibrant and really pretty. Like you know, um, Ragnarok looked, and you know, Taika Waititi's got that such a specific brand of humor that i think is working so well for the character of thor and it just makes his marvel movies really stand out um and just see- seeing the footage of thor and jane even though i've never been a fan of the whole thor jane dynamic i just kind of felt they've never really had any sort of chemistry if i'm being honest i was just like i know they're a huge part mm-hmm. of the comics but i've just never really felt the chemistry between chris hemsworth and natalie portman so like when he was off doing his own thing i was kind of all for it so this movie kind of has a big job in like trying to sell that to me i feel like that's going to be its biggest hurdle for it to overcome in my mind because i just don't really care about that relationship but seeing her as this you know her version of thor you know mighty jane she looks cool she looks badass natalie portman clearly worked out for this part and it definitely shows and as you said christian bale just from like frame one i was like fucking sold like let's go like when I first heard he was going to be a villain in a Marvel movie I was like please for the love of God Marvel do not waste Christian Bale he's such a good actor and he could play such a good villain and just the little interactions he has you know with Thor and just I love the way those sequences look very like Sin City-esque where it's like very sharp black and white and you get that little you know uh, bounce of color just beautiful stuff and I just think it looks like a great time and you know I'm really excited for it I think it's one of the you know uh, Marvel movies that I'm more excited for than others and I think this is the first character to get a fourth movie, I think, right? I think this is the... The only character. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the first one. First and only. So that's really exciting, too. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm all on board for you. I mean, is there anything about this movie that you're a little bit worried about, you know, maybe after some recent Marvel movies? I know Phase 4 has kind of been a little bit... Scattershot in terms of like any connective tissue like it seems like everything is kind of standing on its own and there's nothing really tying them all together yet So is that something you're kind of looking for or are you kind of happy that you know, we're getting more standalone kind of films? I'll, jump I mean, in. I'll, I'll, say, go I'll go first.
2: Um,
3: yep. yeah, there
1: you go. I'll fight you for I'll, that. Oh, no.
3: Look no. At that. I, I, okay, well. <laughs> nah, See, I, I, I have no idea what's going on
2: right now. <laughs> no, I saw that moment.
1: It was literally just like a game of chicken.
3: <laughs> who's going to back it down? No, nah, go for it. Chicken. Go for it down. It's
2: like,
1: who's going to
3: back it? <laughs> but yeah, but probably one of the biggest things going on in the MCU right now is I think um, Marvel has done a really great job so far of interconnecting everything, but that only felt because we had a clear goal towards the end of every phase. At the end of phase one, there was the goal of getting these guys together. At the end of phase two, it was the goal of setting up For the third phase which i mean you know that kind of sounds like an easy answer but it's one of those things where by the time you get to the end of phase two you still feel like oh we're heading in a direction we're heading to all these people colliding with one another and they're planting the seeds of them breaking apart Mm -hmm. especially in uh age of ultron and then uh you know phase three was a culmination of all that whereas with this it kind of like you said it feels scattershot but If what we're going to do is introduce more characters and then just slowly build them up to where maybe there's not a clear direction in Phase 4, but that's going to be more left for Phase 5, I'm totally fine with that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of my concerns for this movie, I mean, honestly, you brought it up. The only one thing I'm concerned about is maybe the chemistry between Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. Although they're both infinitely likable in their own sense. For some reason, it kind of feels like like, like, like you're getting like, like two, two sides of the same of the same coin, just kind of going on with each other. It, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a yin and yang. It doesn't yeah. feel like that, like they balance each other out yeah. in the way no, that no. Tony and Pepper does. But mm-hmm. you know, maybe Tyka, maybe Tyka has something to offer with that. Where it's like, you know Hopefully, what? Yeah. That's the entire point. Is that right now they're both on the same playing field. So maybe they might play around with that
1: okay All right. how about, okay. how about you join what do you, how do you feel about that
3: um
2: well i feel like they there's a possibility that they could also be holding back a little bit of, you know, what their dynamic is going to be in the movie. Hopefully, they don't show you everything right off the bat, even though in the trailer it does look like you may get a little bit of that third act. I'm guessing that's what that black and white scene might be, is probably just that, a bunch of that third act kind of showdown with uh, Gür and...
1: Gür, <laughs> <laughs> <Ger>, Gür <laughs> the Butcher! Grr! I'll the never butcher be able key. to, like, unhear that. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but, um, I
2: don't know, I, I just I feel like, uh, what they gave us is what you were kind of expecting out of a trailer, especially coming from a Taika movie, is you got a lot mm. of that humor, you got a lot of that, that, that dynamic color, um, just a lot of that fun, reverence. just everybody having what looks to be a pretty good time. It's kind of nice right. to see, like, even with Mjolnir, like, you got that little close-up of it and you can see, like, it was all pieced together and you wonder, like, even how yeah, that was happened. cool.
1: that was cool. Because yeah, you got like, destroyed
2: in the previous movie, you're like, oh, wait, well, who fixed it? How did it get fixed? Did she fix it? Like, was it just magic? Because that seems to be, you know, space magic seems to be the answer to a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: It's not, but I, I, but I, I I will say one thing, my favorite part of the trailer, for some odd reason. It was a scene where, uh, Jane is jumping over all those goons in uh, in Zeus's fortress, and then she has the moment where she tosses Mjolnir. But the thing is that she doesn't throw Mjolnir. All the pieces break apart, and they all bash all different people. I'm like, that's amazing. Oh, so I didn't even, even the individual. That. I, was <laughs> gonna, I, was, I was gonna ask yeah. about that because
2: at first I thought it looked like she was shooting out pieces of like little bits of lightning or something at people. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's I piece thought. Of the, that's yeah. pieces of the hammer. Yeah.
3: Yeah, oh, that's, that's all sad. pieces wow. of the. Like, 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 okay. that's like each individual piece of the hammer is sentient in its own self. So I just. That's I maybe like, the hammer I don't put mean, itself I, together. I, yeah, exactly. But that's also thinking the comics, that's not even there because in the comics, the hammer is together. And that's sort of a great way of Taika adapting the source material for this. It's like, you know what? It was broken in the last film. What can we do with that? What can we exploit from that? And it just looks like so much fun. And that's something that just got my attention right away in the trailer i just there, love that moment there is
2: one other thing uh speaking of getting your attention is not only did uh natalie portman come in looking jacked chris hemsworth came in coming super jacked like even just the biggest he's ever been and we kind of talked about this is yeah. you could see you could see him prepping for that maybe never happening hulk hogan biopic <laughs> but like if this is a little sample of how big this guy is going to get That's just ridiculous. for that movie it's insane because he can, like, you thought he was huge in the other movies. This is like on another level. I think the he's, guy is just- re-
1: I think he's a pioneer of discovering new muscles in the arms that I've never seen before.
2: <laughs> because like <laughs> oh every time goodness. he shows up,
1: I'm like, what's that? <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, is that like something that is achievable? Like, what is that?
2: <laughs> We're also burying the lead here. The whole reason why we got to see this is freaking Russell Crowe as Zeus. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The guy, flick. like the yeah. guy has, some comedic chops that I didn't even realize. Like it's just there and he's got that flavor.
1: No, I'm saying the nice like no,
2: I did see the nice guys, but yeah. it's just nice to see him leaning more into.
1: Oh, I love Russell Crowe
2: being the fun, like mm-hmm. goof kind of just having a good time. Same thing, like the little flick. You flick too hard. What the hell? Yeah, I know a lot of people <laughs> had a problem
1: with that. I was like, look, if I worked out that hard and that's how I looked, fuck it. <laughs> 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 like, like seriously, like if, there's no point in working out that hard not to show it off. So like, I'm sure that like that factored into it. And I'm it's sure just contractually gonna obligated if
2: you're going to work out that much, yeah. you got to show If you're up. in a
1: Marvel yeah. movie, it's contractually <laughs> obligated if you're a guy to have like a shirtless scene where you show off all the hard work you did, which I get. Like, like I said, if you put in all that if work, I like that, not I would easy, be
3: shirtless in this interview
2: right yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> although 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 I find it so ironic that when Chris Hemsworth first started out as Thor, he apparently came in he apparently came in um, at a certain size right at the very start of production, and they took his measurements. And then he explains the story when he was gone and he started training for about three months, and then when he came back. All, all, all the measurements they had no longer fit him to the point where like even where he was putting on all the chain and all that other stuff like he started like his hands started going purple because like he just got no blood going into his into his freaking arms Jesus. or anything on like Jesus that, that like that was set up way back way of the day he always was able to get that big
1: yeah <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yep. But uh, we'll see just how big he got in Thor. <laughs> how big did Thor but, get to fight How Garth? big did Thor get? But uh, all these questions and more yeah. will be answered when the movie hits theaters in July. We all agree. It looks great. You know, we always love a good Thor movie. I think that the character has taken a turn that I'm really excited about. And I think this is the way that the character should have been from the start. And I'm really excited about it. But something... I'm very, very excited about And this, is, this leads into our second trailer because before Top Gun Maverick, audiences got a special sneak peek at another huge Tom Cruise action sequel, and that is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. That's right, people. This is gonna be part one of a two-part final installment in the Mission Impossible series. We got our first trailer, very exciting stuff. We'll start with Andres on this one. What did we think? I mean, I'm sure you were already excited going into Top Gun, but then you get Mission Impossible trailer on top of that. Oh my word.
3: Oh, all I will say is Tom Cruise does have theatricality really down. Like, he yeah. knows how to sell himself. He knows how to sell his movies. But I will say, going knowing what the production of um, Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning is, where they, they greenlit this as a two-parter, I'm always very weary of movies that go in as a two-parter because I just like my movies just... Concise and not necessarily one after the other, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because then it kind of feels like we're waiting an entire year, which that's going to be the tough thing. Is that this movie comes out in a year from now? Yep. And no, 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 not even a year. More than a year. Yeah, like, a
1: little bit more. We're in
3: the yeah we're we're in the middle. I mean, we're at close to the end of May right now, and this doesn't come out until July. Last I saw. So yeah, it's it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing how the audience reacts to it, but right now in terms of the way the audience reacted to this trailer,
0: mm-hmm. oh
3: my god, this was this was exactly the type of movie you wanna go in to a Top Gun movie prep for. Just insane stunts, mm-hmm. just watching Tom Cruise do do the most just for your applause at the end of the day, and right. it is it's like like honestly, you could hear a pin drop the moment the Mission Impossible theme came in the trailer, and then and then you could also even hear another pin drop the second that final stunt happens, and you're just like, "Oh, he's really doing that. He's dead. He's dead."
1: <laughs> no, literally, God. that reminds me because when when it first came on, it was like a two prong thing, like like because uh, they showed so much of like previews before the movie started so like it's like and now here's an exclusive look at mission impossible dead reckoning part one and then literally some guy in the audience was like i don't give a shit about mission impossible i came here for top god wow <laughs> and literally everyone just started laughing their asses off i was like oh my god and then literally with the the part of the trailer we you were talking about like the end stunt where he's like riding the motorbike off the cliff because it like lingers so long and you just see him falling and then literally just someone in the audience just went what <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're just like what and then it just, like, the title card came up and they're like oh shit <laughs> so it's like oh my god yeah it's like it's it's wild and i remember i leaned over to uh my sister and she's like there's no way he." Did. i'm like yep he did that for real that is not cgi that is an actual stunt he and she's like he's a fucking madman." <laughs> i'm like yep that's that's fucking that's fucking tom cruise for you because i mean i will say this trailer like it was a little bit uh, more montage than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little, little bit more I wanted a little bit more of the story. I mean I did like the whole beginning where you have Kittred's back from like the first movie and he's like talking to Ethan and you don't even get like you just get a look at Ethan which is so good. Tom Cruise is so good at just giving you the look um, and I thought that was such a great way of setting up the trailer. Um, but I was kind of hoping that the second half would give a little bit more of the story so I was a little bit disappointed with that it was like a little bit too montage for me but again you get a great glimpse at the supporting cast you know a lot of returning people People, some new people, um, some of the stunts, obviously, which look freaking fantastic as per usual. I mean, it's just insane to me how with each installment, this franchise just gets better and better. And it's just the fact that at this point, it's so honed in and Tom Cruise is just such a fucking star. Like he just makes movies like movies you need to see. On the big screen and by the end of the trailer i was like fuck top gun was like i just i was like i just want like, to see mission impossible right now it's like can we just do a double feature real quick but uh yeah i was safe to say i'm i'm freaking stoked for this movie and the fact that it's like a two-parter oh my god i cannot wait how about you jendoy and how do you feel about this one
2: uh i was kind of reluctant at first when i did see it say part one because a lot of times mm. when it's like that you worry that is this going to just be a setup movie and from what you were saying before, and you guys kind of hit a lot of the points that um, I was going to pretty much say too, but it it did feel like that montage thing. You feel like you've got a lot of these action set pieces, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to get out of a Mission Impossible movie. But it kind of felt also like almost like a highlight reel of all the previous Mission Impossibles because throughout those like clips, you got to see Ethan on a train, Ethan on a bike, Ethan on a... It's like you're kind of touching from all the previous Mission Impossibles. And one of the things that you mentioned as well, uh, Tom, is just having that scene with Kittredge and Ethan kind of talking, and it almost feels like it's at that same angle yeah, from that the they movie, shot the yeah. original it was uh, very scene similar. in, very like, the original similar. Mission like Impossible scene, like, so it had from that like similar underneath, back and forth. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like a little bit underneath, kind of like underground there, and then uh, you're just gonna see him throw that piece of gum against. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't put it past him, he's gonna tunnel under, it's he's gonna hang out. He's fucking
1: tunneled under, they put a camera there, and that's how you get that dramatic effect. It's underground. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's underground. <laughs> um you also got you know you got tom cruise on his bike jumping off a cliff Insane. you got tom cruise running as you know oh, you're gonna always get what in a majestic racehorse that man is. like it's <laughs> he's, he's just a- he's just a galloping horse just seriously flowing through the it's wind
1: it's ridiculous it's like his whole body moves um, and his head just stays so still it's unreal
2: it's on a gimbal it's just yeah. hanging out just perfect.
1: like like mission impossible 3 i just love it like his head is so still he's like it's okay that's okay
2: <laughs> That's okay um, the, the That's one amazing. the one thing that i really 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 loved about this trailer though was the theme song in the background the entire mm. time mm-hmm. like i every throughout the it just started and to the very end you just got like more and more amped up right up until you see him basically almost kill himself off the cliff because yeah i mean you, you hope he pulls that parachute but i mean i wouldn't put it past him to try and go as low as he can mm. you know trying to go underground as you know, underground so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> underground hashtag <hashtags>. underground
1: <laughs>
2: <God>. <laughs> um no just exciting going all over the globe as one does for a mission impossible mm-hmm. movie but it seems exciting uh i'm just i'm i'm reluctantly optimistic with the whole part 1 part 2 thing because rarely do those really hit well at least for me personally because a lot of times it just feels like the movie is all set up to get you to see the second one whereas you know you hope that there's at least some kind of resolution going to happen mm-hmm. in this part 1
1: I mean, yeah, I think I mean, we're in good hands with Christopher Macquarie, though. The guy is an yes. unbelievably good writer. I mean, he's proven it That's time fair. and yeah. time and time again. And I think if he's making a two parter, he's doing it for a reason. And I think whatever cliffhanger he gives us, he's going to more than follow through on.
2: And, have they talked about what the runtime
3: is for these movies?
2: It'll by probably any be over two like, hours. Nothing. It'll probably it's, be over two hours. Again, it's not going to be like close to three or anything like I that. I have no right? idea.
3: I, we, we, we don't know. And here's the thing, too, is that they're shooting both of these movies without a finished script. And normally, for a big-budget movie like this, if you don't have a finished script and you're just going into it and just shooting everything just as it comes, that's a very troublesome thing. But the thing is, Chris McCrory has done that twice. And it's an expensive way
2: to shoot, too, though.
3: <laughs> it's it's no, Actually, it's probably comes out to be about the same thing because here's the thing is that when you go into a movie with a vague outline of what the plot is, and then you, like... If you have a vague outline of what the plot is, and then you just kind of go, well, let's find places that look cinematically beautiful. Let's look Let's look for places or locations that look stunning. And you know what? As soon as you give me a location, I will tell you exactly what's going on in that scene. And that's the way he's been doing it for two movies. And it's been working. I mean, it's one of those things where literally they could just sit around and just be like, Ethan Hunt uh, walks on top of a speeding T- bullet train again right. okay what do we do there all right boom there you go mm-hmm. and that is an actual stunt that's in the movie too i think they might actually just
2: talk to tom cruise and be like what crazy stunt would you just like to do today and we'll just film it and we'll figure yeah. it out later
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about just jumping off that cliff later great <laughs> great let's do Can you it drive me to the
2: rocket and just see what happens yeah
1: but the one question <laughs> i have though and it's something that keep like it was it's been bothering me is where's jeremy Renner at like is he ever going to come back i feel like they've had like almost everyone come back and i feel like he was a pretty like important character in a couple of those movies and then they just like just forgot about him probably because he was filming marvel (laughs) stuff or something else but i'm hoping that they can at least bring him back for part two if he's not in part one it'd be good to have some sort of like resolution for that character
2: i think i'll be honest i completely forgot about
1: it (laughs) yeah that's what happens that's what happens when you're gone for so long but
3: i don't
2: know i just
1: i kind of miss him he was
3: he was a really small part in um, uh, Rogue Nation yeah. as well too, but even still, I mean, like again, when when you got freaking Disney just basically saying, "Hey, we need you for this amount of time." I mean, like these movies are not conducive to people doing other stuff. I mean, yeah. Mustache Gate, Henry Cavill last film, they wouldn't even let me. They wouldn't even let him shave off his mustache for two weeks. So. There you go. It's just one of those things where, yeah. like, I think I think they'll bring Jeremy Renner back at the end. Uh, like, there's far more to take a look with that character. I mean, hell, they brought back Julia, Michelle Monaghan's character, and mm. they wrapped her arc in the best way possible. So, yeah, I, I think we'll see her again. I mean, I'll th- I think we'll see uh, Jeremy Renner again.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm hoping so. And I'm obviously very optimistic for this movie. I think, you know, the past you know two mission impossible movies three honestly even going back to mission impossible three i've still really enjoyed that one i have just loved i think these movies just keep getting better and better i'm just very excited for this one and speaking of tom cruise we got to talk about the main event of the hour we got to talk about the movie that we've all been dying to talk about with one another and of course we've got nancy back nancy how you feeling how you feeling
0: I've been better. Excuse the coughing if it comes up, but you know what? I had to talk about Top Gun. You had to. And
1: thank you for having the strength mm-hmm. to be here. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You're a soldier. You're a trooper. And we're happy to have you. Mm. Silence. As I'm f- <laughs> As I'm used <a> to. Mus- <laughs> music- had to, <laughs> <laughs> to pause and pause. <laughs> happy to have you. And. <laughs> and silence. Got it. All right. Really love being friends with you. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Top Gun Maverick. Uh, or just our general thoughts uh, at first, and then we'll delve into some specifics. Um, and obviously, if you have not seen Top Gun Maverick, there's gonna be some spoilers in this, in this discussion. So if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. Come back, and let's see if our thoughts align, or maybe if they differ. That's always fun too. So we'll start with Nancy. What did you think about Top Gun Maverick? And you got to see it, I think, what in a drive-in theater. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't it was awesome. Um, I was hoping to see an in IMAX, but, you know, wasn't able to. So, Drive-In was the next best thing, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a lot of fun. But, no, I really liked it. I think it did a really good job of calling back to the original without leaning on it too hard. My biggest thing is with sequels is I hate when it's like, okay, it's just the first one all over again. It's not really a sequel. It doesn't develop Mm -hmm. anything. Um, And I feel like this one took the first one that was a very silly kind of film that had really um, uh, dramatic moments and it turned the sequel into more of a drama uh, with smaller comedic moments which I thoroughly enjoyed Mm -hmm. so overall I thought it was really really good um, to the point where I I actually want to try and go back and watch it again in IMAX hopefully if I can
1: nice awesome happy to hear that All right, how about you Jindoy what did you think of the movie
2: well, I'll start by saying that I've got the need. Oh, God. Why The need for speed.
1: <laughs> uh, we told him yeah, not to do it. But look it. Look of course, like you just had to Listen, put on the fucking you, aviators, you can't, bro.
2: You can't hold this back. You can't
1: hold this back. How fast was I going, officer? What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jesus all right all right i can take a hand i can take a <laughs> hand i thank
1: you because we were laying it on pretty thick
2: <laughs> listen i only got one gear man it's just like maverick it's just yeah go it, hard go it, it's fast just, just and... pure
1: asshole yeah we got
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> listen when you're dared something you follow through okay anyway
1: yeah, no, yeah, right, right, yeah,
2: yeah i gotta say right off the jump like hearing the just the intro song to this movie just got me hyped up got me right mm-hmm. back into it i felt like i was that little kid watching top gun just yet again um overall the movie because
0: well, it was the exact same i mean it was the, it pretty much was the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. but you talk about yeah, those that might be listen, why
1: listen, pretty much
2: here's the thing you talk about the nostalgia points and everything they knew what they were doing <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing right from the get-go with that song with that sh- that shot of uh-huh. all the new jets, and it looked yeah. way better just because of One, the cameras are a lot better nowadays, and two, it just Mm -hmm. like, especially because I got, I was lucky enough to actually see it in IMAX, and you just get sucked right into just being around all those fighter jets, and that sound, and that look, Mm -hmm. and that world, and I gotta say, man, like overall, that movie was just like an adrenaline rush to the eyeballs. It was phenomenal. Just had a big, stupid smile on my face right from the beginning right to the end, so. That's a, that's, oh, that's that pretty it. much no, it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll talk more. I'll gush more. I'll gush I like, more. I, I just I, like... I gotta stop myself because I just I'll talk all day about this. So okay, I just gotcha. stop mm-hmm. right?
1: I feel <laughs> like the video version is just so much better to like enjoy because I feel like you don't get to like really experience like the pauses. Because not the audio you're like, what the fuck? Did my connection get that? Like what the fuck? What uh, happened? No, just everyone just staring at me. Okay. Okay. That was great. Uh, how about, how about- <laughs> all right, Andres. How about you, man?
3: Well, walking into this movie again, Top Gun is one of those movies that I kind of thought, you know what, it might have been a little overhyped for me when I first saw it, but it does hold the nostalgia factor in terms of like, you know, exactly what John Doran said when you hear the, those piano keys pop up and you're like, yeah, we're about to watch a Top Gun movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's always like a really fun like little nostalgia piece to go to. Whereas with the original, it has a very thin, almost kind of like wavering plot, if that makes sense, you're almost just supposed to follow these characters for a little bit. However, with this film, not only do they do what a great legacy sequel does is use the passage of time, but it also just takes certain key elements from the previous film, and it cranks it up to a level that we didn't think could be, you know, emotionally rich for a story, like Top Gun. And to me, this film, far surpassed the original and this film just took everything I loved about the original and just made it so much more better and just anything I had a problem with in terms of some of the relationships in the previous film made it pay off in a great way and without going into too many spoilers I was not expecting to tear up the first time I saw Top Gun all right I was not expecting any of the feels whatsoever with this movie and then when I walked out of it I was like this is a masterpiece. This is absolutely a masterpiece. And I think it will go down in cinema as one of my favorite movie-going experiences ever as well. And also seeing this in IMAX, you... you Oh man! Like this is this really is what IMAX for. Is Nancy. Going
0: for. <laughs> just,
1: just really just dig Yo, it in. Thanks, thanks. You, you know you know, what, you know what
3: you know what you know what you know what it's so good. I know it will be coming back to IMAX at some point. There is no way this is they're they're not gonna let this come back at least one more time. I think they I, I bring will it back be, for
1: Fourth of July. I wouldn't be that surprised. That's exactly be, that what I was about call, to say. Yeah. Fourth of July.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, because what are you gonna show? You gonna show uh, freaking Thor on the Fourth of July? No. Show Top Gun. All right, but anyway, um, really love the movie. That's how you really like, feel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're really feeling yourself on that. One.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm like why? Why are you gonna show Thor? You know what, Thor? You, you can have your You're time just later, about right? Thor, like not even ten minutes.
1: Ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, but yeah, d- but yeah, but
3: this this was an amazing sequel. I thought so. Yeah, go.
1: Yeah, I mean, also, I'm, I have to know yeah, what p-
0: what piano keys are you speaking of in Danger Zone? Yeah, you it was piano, all piano guitar, hear those right? Piano keys. I was like, no, what are you not, not about?
3: I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about uh, Kenny Rogers' Danger Zone. I'm talking about the anthem Kenny for Loggins, <laughs> Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I said Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> I've, been, I've been watching Seinfeld for a little bit. <laughs> Cutter, Cutter,
2: you a little hungry, bro? <laughs> so between yeah. between Kenny Rogers and Gurr, I think we. <laughs>
1: Gur <laughs> the God Bircher and you know the, the, the classic Ger song the Danger Gamberture. Zone by
3: Kenny Rogers, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Uh, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Oh God you're, you're two for two
1: today Oh my mm-hmm. God Perfect uh, but, Anyways, but, I, but anyway But I'm 100% in agreement with all you guys I mean I'm probably the biggest top gun fan out of at least seemingly it seems like you know uh, out of all of us that I'm probably the biggest top gun fan I grew up with the movie I've watched it countless times it's one of my favorite movies it's my you know my go-to Tom Cruise movie especially when 4th of July or Memorial Day comes rolling around and so my expectations are pretty sky high for this movie especially with all the glowing reviews leading up to it I mean there wasn't a single bad reaction that I heard from and everyone was saying that it's one of the best movies ever made one of the best sequels ever made so I was trying to temper my expectations but you know as someone who's been waiting for this movie for years after all the delays and you know cancellations you know my heart breaking time and time again it was so nice (laughs) to finally freaking see this movie and the fact that it ended up being as good as it is is just really astounding it like surpassed my expectation it's it surpassed the hype for me it's The best way I can put it, it's like it takes that second half of Top Gun, like after Goose's death, spoiler alert, in case you haven't been around the past 36 years, um, and it takes that emotional maturity from that second half of the movie, and it brings that into an entire feature length film. And I think that's why Top Gun Maverick works so well because it pays homage to like the fun and the lightheartedness of the original film. You know, there's some shots that it definitely is trying to emulate. And and I mean, that whole opening sequence feels like a nice homage just to Tony Scott, you know, which was amazing. Um, And there are some classic scenes that are great callbacks to the original film, but it's not too concerned with paying homage, which I love. It's so able to stand on its own two feet and carve its own path. And it far surpasses the original movie, which is a huge thing for me to say and to say so effortlessly because I just think from a story standpoint, from an action standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, I mean, that's the biggest surprise I think this movie had for me was that how emotional it was and how emotionally affecting it was. I mean, there are some scenes in this movie that had me tearing up. There are some moments that, you know, really gave me the emotional punch I didn't know I needed. Um, And it really kind of follows through on that emotion or that emotional undercurrent rather of that first film and you know the events of that movie carrying over into this movie you know all these years later and this is one of those you know legacy sequels where the passage of time actually is like a benefit to the sequel because it really serves the character of maverick and it serves these supporting characters and the story itself and it's just a great fucking movie like you just leave it and you're just amped it was one of the few movies i can always gauge whether my dad is really like into a movie because i wanted to take <laughs> him to see it he's a giant giant top gun fan and we you know saw it in imax too which amazing i won't like milk that experience i don't want to make nancy feel any worse but it's if you, if you can see it in imax definitely see it in imax but my dad usually does this thing where he'll wait to like Get out of the theater and then he'll like walk up to me. There'll be a couple seconds of silence and then he'll tell me how we felt about the movie. This one, like as soon as we got up, he like came over. He's like, That was fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> couldn't contain like, himself. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah, he like could not yeah. contain himself. I'm like, I'm 100% there with you. It was 100% worth it for me. I loved it. But yeah, let's talk specifics. I mean, there's so many great scenes and little bits that I really want to get into. Like, what were some of your favorite parts? Let's start with Nancy. What were some of your favorite bits in the movie?
0: Oh my God. The first time he says, Talk to me, Goose. I so was already tearing mm-hmm. up. So good. It was mm-hmm. so good. And then of course once which by the way I love that his call sign is rooster. Mm-hmm. I thought that was <laughs> so cute. Mm-hmm. And even when they first pull up his picture and it's blurred out I barely saw just a little O. I was like oh my god his call sign is rooster isn't it? I was like it's rooster because I didn't look up anything oh, on okay. IMDB. I didn't, mm-hmm, didn't nice. want to know anything like who if there's anyone coming back from the movie what everyone's call signs were. I wanted to go in fresh blind so i think that helped out as well just you know getting all those little surprises right um so yeah so i was like oh his call sign's rooster that's so fucking cool i love it mm-hmm. um but of course the the part where he's flying and he goes talk to me dad and that oh that's bit, yeah uh, I was oh. like, uh, yes perfect I mean, yeah because and i think that's a perfect example of how to call back to the original but also building upon it and making it their own um I really, really like that part. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Round two.
1: All right, what do um, we, <laughs> we, so, we got?
0: What do we got? What do we got?
1: Let's make, make the lemonade.
0: let <laughs> 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 um, And then, of course, uh, Val Kilmer. You know, uh, again, I didn't look oh, anything up. I didn't know if he was scene. actually going to oh be my God. in the movie. And, you know, seeing him, it's... It's very different when you're taking someone's real-life illness and putting it into the movie. Um, For obvious purposes, you know, there is no way to work around that, really, because he has trouble um, speaking now. And he does, for the most part, I believe, use typing and other things to speak. So, you know, the fact that they put that into the movie so that he could be a part of the movie, I thought was was really important you know he was such a huge part of the original so Mm -hmm. I love that they did that for him of course spoiler alert again we're going to spoilers here he ends up passing away like two scenes later. I was yeah. like, oh, "Damn it!" Oh so, man, like, but
1: that funeral uh, scene—it hit you like a ton of bricks because Cruz yeah. is delivering the goods in that scene. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah.
3: And 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 I and I love the fact that in all the trailers it made you believe that that was going to be one of his teammates. Yeah. And <laughs> you were not prepared for it to be Iceman. You were like, "Oh man, they're really getting me on this." And then there's that moment where he's where 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 he's, where they're talking and then he's just like you need to hear this from my mouth. Yeah. And then when mm-hmm. he starts yeah. speaking, you just I I just couldn't help it. Just the water work started coming right there. Yeah.
0: And I think that's a good pivotal moment in the movie too because in the original one, it was always him and Goose and he relied on Goose so much and then once Goose passes away, you really feel Maverick be on his own and just try to figure out what to do. And I feel like this was a callback to that as well. So he kind of had Iceman in his corner, and everyone kept saying like, "Well, you know, how are you still here?" It's just, well, Iceman keeps bailing him out. <laughs> yeah, and I love so that. Then, I love that. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. And then so once he's gone, it's kind of like he has to start over again. It's like now he doesn't have his backup man again, and he has to kind of find his own way. So I, I think it was a really important part to the to the movie. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely agree. I mean, I, I even think that scene, like that's that scene, is so fucking. Like, I, I really love that when he types on the computer, it's like you need to like let go of Goose, basically. And he and he literally just like starts tearing up, and he goes, "I don't yeah. know how." Like, you feel that. You feel that history. You feel that first. You film. feel
2: that thirty years just. Yeah, you feel
1: them. that thirty years in just like ten seconds, and it's incredible. And Cruz just crushes it. Like, I'm glad that his performance is getting the attention it deserves because he really is delivering a really solid performance in this movie like he's bringing it as maverick and i really love that because i think like having the character kind of really grow up and change and evolve over 30 years is a really smart move and cruise really sells that transition so yeah i mean that scene's incredible i mean uh andres like what were some of your favorite bits
3: you know surprisingly enough one of my favorite bits of the entire movie was the relationship between Maverick and Rooster? Great stuff. It yeah. was one of those. It, it was one of those where, like, again, on paper, it's like, all right, he doesn't like him. Does he blame his dad? Th- yeah. Does he blame him for his dad's death and stuff like that? And then when you find out why they are having
1: friction yeah, with each so other, so much better, so much. Yeah, it,
3: it's it's so much better. Makes so much sense. And then also on top of that, you're like. Well, if I was Maverick, I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably do the same thing. Damn! All right.
0: And the fact that he's protecting his mom, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah, letting Mercer yeah. know that it was actually his mom. Yeah, That's saying
2: that he already it. hates him, why resent his mother too? Like to own that, yeah. like shows the emotional so maturity good. that Maverick has grown into.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that and that that just shows you exactly how much guilt Maverick has laid on himself because of the fact that Goose is not around. He's willing to become that martyr. For for um, Miles Teller's character for freaking Rooster, and it just makes that relationship so much more sweeter when they finally start um, forgiving each other and they finally start working together as a team. Something. Like for me, my, for me, the biggest laugh of the entire movie was like, "Why, why'd you come back for me? Because <laughs>
1: because told I because just yeah." He's yeah. <laughs> like, me not "Damn to think.
3: <laughs> The whole theater jumped up in that scene, uh, like laughing
2: so and buzzing. Oh,
1: that whole like, th- I mean, and, the whole third act of the movie is just
3: incredible. Oh, incredible! Oh yeah, and that's and that's the other thing too is that we don't talk about it with this film is that the pacing of this movie Beautiful. once it starts up it doesn't let up. It, it like before you know it we're already getting into Maverick, we're already getting into the mission, we're already getting into the dynamic between all the characters, we're getting into all that stuff right then and there. But I think I think I mentioned this a little earlier, but the thing I thought made this so much more fluid for me in terms of the story is that there was an end goal there was a mission that they were all working towards yeah and probably the other scene i loved so much as well was the scene where it's right after iceman's death and then john ham has taken over the program entirely and then these kids are just like i mean oh, tom, yep, tom yep, Cruise I exactly is just like, <laughs> yeah he's like you're, you're showing that this is impossible. Mm-hmm. You have to give him hope. And he's like, no, we're, we're gonna do it. And then you <laughs> immediately see during the first second that he takes over that all the kids are like, what's going on? Like, no, you, you like, we're supposed to be training for something even more dangerous than this. Yeah. This is not possible. Mm-hmm. And then literally Maverick just goes in Perfect. and shows him that Perfect. it can be done in even less time. And the moment you see John Ham's face on the ground, just like, yeah. um, shit, this guy's right. good. <laughs> i love oh, i love the other
0: so instructor good. too where he just like <laughs> leans
1: back he's like like my god <laughs> <No. laughs> and, like, and i just loved how like into like, oh, it the students, like how into it the students were they were all just like oh fuck is he gonna do it like holy shit like, yeah, it was, was, it like, was such a in. well done <laughs> sequence and it felt so maverick you know like it felt like something only yeah. he would do in order to like yeah. make his point and to like get out of like basically being fired like what like what a move like <laughs> just I, mean, a move. I mean i mean
3: i mean I, I mean, by that point, I, th- I think he was
1: more just showing it just to show that these
3: kids that there's hope. And then also on top yeah. of yeah. that, mm-hmm. he already knows that he can do it. He he doesn't want to lose these kids or he doesn't want to lose any of these cadets to whatever the mission's going to be if they don't have hope for it. Mm-hmm. And the second that he shows them that it can be done, mm-hmm. they're more willing to go along with him. And also even the the is the more willing to go. All right, whatever you want. I guess you're in charge.
0: We'll do it. Not even even hope though. They were going to scrap his plan, and they were all saying we're going to be sitting ducks. And I think that was the biggest point for Maverick was that I'm going to do it in a way that is going to be my way. In the sense of I'm going to teach you how to be a good pilot not Mm -hmm. a good fighter Mm -hmm. because if I do it the other way, then there's a chance that you guys are not coming home. And I think because of Goose, that was an important point for him of, no, we're going to do this in a way where it's going Mm -hmm. to give everyone a chance to -hmm. come back home instead of like, well, we may lose a few of you. Oh, well, I mean, I (laughs)
1: really, I mean, I I really loved how the movie did a great job of showing you really almost how near impossible this mission was going to be. Like the the stakes are substantially higher than they were with the mission in the original film. We're like, Three quarters of the way through the movie, you're like, are they like even gonna come close to doing this? Cause like they're training and none of them are even coming close. Even you know, mm-hmm. Maverick is not really like being able to do it. Like it just seems so impossible. So I think that's what makes that sequence of him actually doing it and in less time so thrilling because it's like we, you you feel just like they do. You feel hopeless, you're like, There's no way this is gonna happen, and then you're just as excited of like when he does it. Like it's just a masterstroke stroke and just like storytelling and just thrilling action. I mean, we could probably just go all day about how good the action sequences are cuz I feel like everyone's been talking about it to death but I mean come on they they're incredible. Am I, I am mean, do you guys feel differently? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely no, incredible. You, you, yeah. No, I, mean,
3: you, I I I I would not in a million years would say someone could outdo Tony Scott's dog fighting stuff uh-huh. and they did it. Yeah. They, like 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 if there was a rocket ship Tom Cruise was on <laughs> the top of that rocket ship on did. Tony Scott is going like, "Yep. <laughs> we did it." Yeah
1: <laughs> Kudos to Joseph Kaczynski. He crushed it here. Crushed it. Oh, yeah.
2: There's one thing, though. It's like talking about so much of the emotional maturity of Tom Cruise as Maverick and growing over these past years, holding the weight of all this, like, guilt and grief and everything. But at the same time, this movie, right off the bat, showing you, he's still the same guy. He's still the guy to push the envelope. He's still that guy that's going to go that little, like, especially in the beginning that, he's in that, like, I don't know if it's a stealth pilot bomber thing, but he's basically trying to push, like, 10 Gs. Uh, in that plane they totally
1: omitted that from the trailers that was so great i love the fact that felt completely new yeah
2: and to come into that but like to see to see him not only one they're hijacking the plane before you know ed harris finally comes you know has his moment in the sky there perfect use of ed harris (laughs) perfect use of ed harris and that just hard ass just uh, (laughs) what the hell are you doing here but showing that maverick is going to do what it takes and he was he basically owned up and it's it's kind of that duality he's going to own up and and steal this plane um, because that's what Maverick would do, but he's doing it because of that maturity we talked about before of like mm-hmm. keeping these other people's job, because if he is successful, yeah. he may get fired, but everyone else is still gonna make it.
1: Yeah, they have that amazing that line, of, yeah, where he's just like, uh, he's like, do you really want to do this? He's like, well, I know what's gonna happen if I don't. You know, and I was like, exactly. and that's a Maverick knows, line like, right there.
2: I, and he's got to do it. And then the guy, even knowing like Maverick so well, saying like, listen, all we need is 10, don't push it any further, and, and then Maverick hits 10, it. and then he's you like, <laughs> the guy in the booth is like, Don't you, don't you do it. And then yeah. saying, just a little bit.
0: Wait, just a little and just the
2: <laughs> play. Like Just because he has to always go that, li- he always has to prove that he can do that little extra and that's, like, mm-hmm. that's just ingrained in him. And the fact that he even says, like, you can't teach these kind of things to these kids. You have to show them. Like, you have to say, like, you either have it or you don't. And to give them that confidence and like you were saying how he stole the plane and he's showing them, like, you can do it in even less time because I'm such a badass. You can follow me and mm-hmm. I'll lead you to the promised land. I'll get you back home. And yeah. <laughs> that whole end sequence just feeling almost like a freaking video game. Like, I felt like I was just on a PlayStation just watching them. Oh,
1: my God. I mean, talk yeah. about an there unpredictable was... third act. No, go go ahead, Nancy. What do you got?
0: Oh, no. I was just going to say, talking about the action scenes. There was a, a point when they're in the old-ass F-18, Yeah, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they're going up against that one plane. The newer plane, there's a point where it they're shooting at it. <laughs> and it does this thing where it, like, goes up and, like, it something. just like oh. stopped still oh. and just weird weird. Yeah, like he's like yeah that? And <laughs> I out loud just went what the fuck was yeah, no, that our whole and then did the they same thing. say in the movie it yeah, like, yeah. they even used it in the movie oh, right they even
2: said like what the fuck just happened
1: no what <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, like what yeah, was I, that I just remember in that moment the whole theater went sound, silent and you just hear everyone go oh
3: <laughs> like yeah, it, was, yeah, oh it was oh my like, god that was insane crazy. <laughs> But but it's also just so a perfect fair. way to illustrate exactly how much the tech has changed yeah. and how much yeah. the strategy is more dire for these circumstances because they're going up people that are far, far, far either either um more experienced at the dogfighting aspect mm-hmm. or they're preparing for it. Like there it's it, it it's it's such it's such a really well crafted sequence. I mean, just even the the, the post mission stuff where you know they have to get back over to the freighter mm-hmm. and then they've got all the bogies coming towards them and it's like wait man w- where did all those bogies come from they're just circling they're just freaking just around just in case yeah. if something happens i think
0: i do love yeah. too that we finally got a little bit of um, little bit of insight of what goose did because me I, like i don't know what that <sighs> back person is doing i was always like <laughs> what do they do other than say yeah. like oh the they're over there. Um, so to see like all the stuff that Goose had to do and all the right. like switches and shit, um, that was nice. I think it gave the back pilot a little bit more credit. <laughs> he's not just looking
2: around be like, hey, he's daddy. over there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, nice. yeah. And I love how Maverick even says, he's like, I don't know, your dad. That was yeah, your dad's Yeah, it's like your dad used
1: to that shit. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that whole third act because it starts out the way you think it's going to start out you're like okay well they're obviously going to like be successful and blah 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 but then you know when you see maverick like take the hit for rooster and he goes down i'm thinking to myself Oh shit! I didn't even think about the fact that like Maverick probably could die in this one. I don't think they're gonna make another one. Like he could totally die. I thought like, yeah. all right, maybe Rooster will swoop back around and maybe like be there as he's dying, and then they <laughs> both meet up and then they steal a plane together, and then yeah. they make it seem like you know Maverick's gonna sacrifice himself again for Rooster. I was like, okay, is he gonna die here? And then he doesn't die, and I was like, come on! I was like, you're holding, it's like you're, you're holding my heart in your hands and you're squeezing and you're squeezing and I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I
2: thought I thought it was great. But that I, the entire but third act, brilliant. brilliant. No, I, yeah. I thought it was great that the entire third act became almost not like a heist film, but basically a heist film.
1: Yeah, ground, would, yeah <laughs> As soon as they were on the ground, I was like, "Yeah." As soon as they were on the ground, I was like, "I genuinely don't know where this is going to head next." And I love yeah, that. It became behind enemy lines, <laughs> yeah. and they're like yeah. trying to like survive. Oh God. It. Oh yeah. god,
3: yeah, no absolutely. And the other thing too is I love the fact that they have to take that old ass freighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they have to take that old ass fighter and then all of a sudden they um, like like they're like, "Well, you know, if we don't have any missiles, we'll be okay for now. We just need to get back." Yeah. And then not only on top of that but they keep throwing so many so many stones at them where they're like, "Oh, the entire runway is completely oh, completely yeah. barred up to hell." And then I love the moment where Rooster is like, why are you extending the wings yeah. oh crap <laughs> The he's actually gonna do it Yep. <laughs>
2: the one oh thing God. that i'm happy that they did not do though which they i was worried that at one point they were especially when they were about to like steal the plane and they were gonna go i'm happy it didn't go to like that mission impossible side where like you're gonna see tom yeah. Cruise pull out a gun and try and be like you know taking out like mm. individual people it's like no, keep it in the plane and they kept it in the plane and that's exactly what right. like i was hoping they would do and i was so worried mm-hmm. that as soon as they started you know to like oh, we got to like steal this plane. Let's take out these people or this and that. And I thought it was going to turn into like maybe yeah. Mission Impossible. But the one beautiful thing that we got to see yet again in every movie is we got to see Tom Cruise and that majestic run. Just yeah, right across the runway, going to that plane, and just going full no sprint with that head like just staying Cruises. still, just just going straight. Machine,
1: machine. There's no person in cinema that I love watching run more than how, Tom Cruise.
0: How, oh my god! How, did you how see how that tweet? It? That yeah. was like, um, it was like some guy that said like different ways actors run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Tom,
1: Tom Cruise is yeah, yeah. amazing. On. amazing.
0: <laughs>
3: how how, <laughs> how the hell is it that Tom Cruise? Broke his ankle and he still runs the
1: same exact way, guys. Because he's Tom Cruise. Because he's a machine.
3: Because he's yeah. Tom Cruise. he he's a machine.
1: he, he is a machine.
0: He's a machine. Although I do love he's that they were trying to be sneaky and just walking, and then Rooster's like, "Okay, maybe we should start running."
1: Because <laughs> <No, laughs> they were trying that.
0: to just like they walk, have, like little shuffle like, run, casually. like. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. I mean, it was great just the whole symbolism of like him having like Gooseback essentially like in you know the back of his cockpit of like them working together. It was almost like working with the spirit of his dad essentially like through his son. And then when they get back to the the freighter, you know, and they like reunite, like the hug that they give each other and the way they talk was it was so well earned and like it felt so good and you felt like that emotional catharsis. And like we talked about before, it was great that it wasn't like that he just blamed you know, the death of his father on Maverick, it was because for a whole different reason, which I thought was such a smart move because it's just so cliche. It's like, you know, Maverick was cleared of all the charges in the first movie. And it was, it felt good that like, okay, I guess he believed that. And it's not like he's mad at him for that because he doesn't blame him for his dad's death. He literally Mm -hmm. is just pissed at him because he held him back like years in his life, which you understand why he's pissed off. But then you also understand why Maverick did it. Like you see both sides and it's a really, well done conflict and there's scenes where there is that friction is really great and teller is fantastic as is Cruz, and someone who i'm glad wasn't wasted in this movie glenn powell can we yes. just talk about how much of a fucking yes. star glenn powell Absolutely. is that he this this guy just needs to break oh, out oh
3: shit <laughs> if you have
0: not seen scream queens go and watch scream queens he's in uh the first season i can't remember if he's in the second season but the gotcha. second season is a good so okay don't worry about that. such a
1: fucking he's such a he's, charismatic guy
0: yeah well, and he, he's hilarious ca- 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 yeah.
3: charismatic he's but he, charismatic but also at the same time he, he is a good. fucking shit
1: yeah he, he yeah. like
3: like like to a certain extent I kinda hated him right off the bat yeah. and yeah. I'm like you know what this is, this is gonna be the Cruise thing where they're gonna get us to hate him right in the very beginning yeah, and then the they're the gonna Iceman get us to love movie.
1: him yeah no. like, exactly yeah. I would, him and I would Rooster had that Maverick Iceman relationship throughout the entire movie and then at the end like again they're friendly so it's like a very like it's like the new generation of Maverick and Iceman right there
2: I would Almost, mm-hmm. i would almost say that glenn powell was actually iceman and maverick kind of combined together because he was yeah. that hot shot pilot too he had that arrogance mm-hmm. he had that cockiness that iceman didn't really have iceman was literally that he's cold as ice right he's always going to do the right thing he's going to fly the right way he's going to be mm-hmm. the badass that he is but he's going to mm-hmm. do it in he's his stone cold way whereas with maverick you know he's that like <laughs> recluse like i'm going to do whatever I'm, I'm a wild card baby
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> with Glenn Powell, I do was the like same that thing. he had
0: his. I like that he had his moment. Of,
1: yeah, he had his moment. That, yeah, because yeah.
0: the the Phoenix, she does say, you know, the reason we call him Hangman is because he always leaves you hanging. Yeah, sounds good. Because he just wants to do what he wants to do. And so I I like that he had the redemption at the end of this, yeah. you know, finally at gl- least yeah.
1: hanging. And I'm glad that mm-hmm. he got a good role to chew on because originally he was trying to be Goose's son. Like originally he was auditioning really? for that part, and Cruz mm-hmm. loved mm-hmm. him so much that like he still wanted him in the movie. And he's like, ah, I don't know if I want to oh. be in it. And he's like, No, we'll make sure that you have a role that's really good. So like Cruz made sure that he was in the movie because he liked him that's so much cool. as an actor. Nice. So yeah. and I, I remember because like when he was auditioning, I'm like, oh, he would be a great, you know, uh, Goose's. Son, like he'd be great because originally I wasn't sold on Miles Teller, even though I love him as an actor. I was like, I just don't see mm-hmm. it, I don't think he's got it. And then as soon as he walked into frame in the movie, I was like, That's fucking Goose's son. I was like, All right, <laughs> oh, and that reminds me the other the scene, Great Balls
0: of Fire, yeah, the
1: Great Balls of Fire scene where Tom, where Maverick's oh. like standing outside the bar, and you could mm-hmm. tell he is just emotionally destroyed. Incredible yeah. stuff,
0: yeah,
3: oh, yeah, and, and and then also the other thing, too, is I mean, nobody's given, I mean, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this performance but i think jennifer connelly Wait, did good. a great job in this no I, like, I had no
1: idea that she's actually the admiral's daughter that they mentioned the in the first movie Top Penny. Gun. Yeah. yeah i had no idea i, I found was proud out afterwards, of I, I was like I wow too, yeah. great continuity mm-hmm. what that that's great and i thought she was a way better love interest than uh kelly mcgillis from the original movie way better
2: <laughs> you actually felt the chemistry between yeah them there was actual more,
1: chemistry right? you know <laughs>
2: I will say yeah. uh, one, one fun thing was the fact that we didn't need that volleyball scene, but we had a football beach scene. And yeah. it wasn't just this like, oh, we're going to just throw it in because it was what they had in the previous no, one. They actually had like a yeah, purpose a, and it was a, a reason why yeah. he had them doing that. The guy was like, well, what are they going? He's like, you wanted a team? There's your team. And he actually showed like, oh, this is actually a team builder thing. It's not just that gratuitous, like, let's get everybody shirtless because they all look good I mean, on beach. I mean, a well. little bit. I mean, a little bit of that. <laughs> <with me hooked. laughs>
1: I mean but well, the most like the hard, part, right. he was also but, without it, but without it we wouldn't have that weird Miles Teller shimmy thing that's making people like confused sexually. <laughs> what is that, right? <laughs> no, literally I the amount of tweets I've I'm seen where it's it. like, why am I sexually confused right now? <laughs> and it's just the, the gift of him just like doing this. And I'm like, All right. <laughs> I laugh every time I see it I just think it's so like It's one of those things where like When it happened you're like What the fuck was that? But then you see it in context You're like that's great I don't know it just works
2: I, I really I do that. hope that this movie becomes, especially because of the success and the praise that everyone's been given it, is like I hope that this becomes kind of the template for, peop, for more movies to be made in the future. With like, if they're going to touch, a, a, especially for legacy sequels, if they're going to touch, let's say, an older movie, you know, let's hope mm-hmm. that they can follow this kind of format, follow, like, make sure it's a good story, give it the heart and depth that you hope that you can bring to what Top Gun Maverick did. Or maybe Top Gun Maverick is just that, like, you know, anomaly that we got lucky enough to get that you know maybe Mm -hmm. we're just too spoiled now that we're like oh this is what it should be and then maybe we'll never see it but my hope is that they can take this movie and just say take all the good aspects of it not just like the surface level things, but take the good aspects of this movie and put it to like you know future film
1: yeah and i I think yeah no go ahead nancy
0: i was just saying i feel like it was fairly predictable like i knew what was going to happen but Mm -hmm. i think people are so afraid of being predictable that they don't realize you can be predictable and make a a good movie still. Yeah. It doesn't have to Look be where you're doing all these twists and turns and yeah, yeah and all these things. <laughs> exactly.
2: Love me some wedding planet. Like, oh
3: yeah. Listen,
2: <laughs> <laughs> mean, formula. I works. feel like
0: outside outside of rom coms, people are afraid to go formulaic and be predictable and it's like i think this is a perfect example how you can make that work it's still a really good movie
2: yeah Mm -hmm. well they say like nostalgia when it's done well like when it's sprinkled in well makes the film that much better but if it's just gratuitous just because they're like oh well they did this so let's just do this because that's what people liked before that's it's coming back with the wrong intention
1: I mean here, yeah, and, a- and I think
3: sorry no, 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 sorry. <laughs> I like, sorry I'm about we're, to ask a we're all we're all we're all
1: we're all too excited to talk <laughs> but, about the movie yeah go for it <laughs> but,
3: but, but I will say one thing like what you guys are all talking about it reminds me of what Tom Cruise, someone asked Tom Cruise on the red carpet for this where it was like what was your intention to go into this and try to make it Or to try to top yourself, for lack of a better word. And Tom Cruise said, I never go into any one of my projects wanting to top myself. I go into every project saying what is right for the story and what is the logical progression for the character for each movie. And if it progresses and it becomes better than the last, then that's just the cherry on top of the sundae. But the only thing that he's always focused on is what is the journey of the character. And Mm -hmm. that, I think, has worked really well in terms of him with... Freaking any other franchise as well too. I mean, like even with the Mission Impossible movies, I mean even with Jack Reacher to a certain extent. I mean, like I like the second one better than the first. And it, oh, it, wait, did it you go- say did
1: you like the second Jack Reacher better than the first so, one? What yeah, Andres is I saying he's
3: never going
2: to go back to the first.
1: <laughs> Whoa, hot take. I like the second oh, one. Ooh, fuck, bro. Oh, man. Know, I'm questioning a lot you know, we were of all things right
2: now. I'm sensing a pattern hole. here, This It looks
0: like the sequel bit. Is this what heartburn feels like?
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Jeez. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Um, a we'll good talk later. <laughs> but uh, I something, talk. I, something I wanted to pose to the group, because it's something that hit me immediately after I saw the movie. I mean, A, I think these are the best aerial sequences ever put to film full stop easily oh. i just don't think you can touch them. absolutely but the thing i was thinking about is like just because of all the stories that have come out about like the grueling process of making this movie and you know doing it for real being in the cockpit you know flying these planes for real um do you think that any other movie is going to try to follow this blueprint of actually shooting it for real or do you think they're going to play the safe route and just do like cgi and blue screen like do you think anyone's going to be as daring to do what they did here
2: Man, I've said it before. I sincerely hope so. I hope that this gives them the idea to say, like, listen, you can shoot this in a way that makes it feel tangible, that makes it feel real, Mm -hmm. that makes it feel like you're actually... Like So, in those scenes when you had, like, that close-up of Tom Cruise's face and he was pulling those Gs and you can kind of see, like, his skin even, like, rippling on the face, like, it felt like he's actually in that moment. I sincerely hope that these films take those aspects and make you feel immersed in that because... A lot of times these movies are doing like the CG thing and they're just throwing out like, oh, well, just because we can do it doesn't mean that we should, right? And it's, it comes back mm-hmm. to that whole aspect of like, there is that tangibility to it. Even with like the classic movies, like if you go back to the 80s, you see like a, a Gremlins, for example, like you have the puppet there and you can just you can feel like the people there with the puppet. Same thing with like Empire Strikes Back. You have Yoda there actually being talked to rather than just a full CGI character. There's something about the texture and the tangibility of filming on location, filming in real spaces that uh-huh. has yet to be duplicated with CGI in my mind. Like CGI has done great yeah. and leaps and bounds and like it looks phenomenal. And I know that a lot of the aerial sequences were added with CG as well. But there's that mix. It's that blend. And I think that's the, the mm-hmm. thing that needs to come back is that blend. I think but
0: Jurassic Park is the perfect example that to me still holds up very well a blend of cgi and animatronics and just you know all that stuff so i think it can be done well i personally enjoy that when they do a blend of the two and not just Mm -hmm. all cgi i've always you know thought that they should do the two together it's like a peanut
1: butter and jelly sandwich baby
0: well, um. yeah. There you go. <laughs> We're making lemonade now. We're we'll
1: making
3: lemonade. <laughs> right. <now>. Oh no! <laughs> but 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 but, she, but here's but here's the thing is that um, a, a a friend of mine really put it in really great where he's talking about all his visual effects work and all this other stuff. But he basically says that the way you do. Practical, in the way you do CGI is you show the audience something practical, and then you show the audience something CG. But the thing is, you show them concurrently with one another so that the audience can't tell which one's which. Yeah. And the fake sh- and the fake stuff should look CG, and the CG stuff should look real, and that's where you get a perfect meld between the two. The thing that's really great about this p- film in particular, in terms of the dogfights, is again Tom Cruise is actually flying those freaking jets. No, mean, no, no, he's not flying those jets. Oh there's no, no dude.
2: No, there's no chance they no, would, no. insurance would he, not let him tr- fly a jet. He, those things are like millions of dollars, man.
0: No. I no, don't think he's dude. flying he's in the, those he's in the backseat, specific like jets? yeah. Oh no. He's sure, flying in them but, but he's sure, not flying. I'm them.
1: not sure what he's flying. They, they, but He's definitely flying was, something.
3: He's definitely flying yeah. something because here's the thing: is that they took even longer for this movie because he was trying to get his freaking license. He was freaking dr- He was fricking. Um, uh, I think called? it was just he for was... him to
2: fly that little Cessna at the end. There, that's all.
3: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but but here's the thing: but you watch, but you watch. Uh, what's it called like you watch oh, stuff like Mission Impossible, where he's um where he's in the helicopter. He actually flies that helicopter, yeah. and he Shh. could do the downward corkscrew. Like it's it's crazy. He really did well, all that shit. Helicopter a just,
0: little bit different than like a government. Yeah, a government like, fighter jet. That I mean, is really fucking expensive.
3: I mean, I mean, but here's the thing. Here, I
1: mean, I mean look, Tom Cruise has I, his I real estate they... license, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, he <laughs> like, actually like, does. Like, here,
3: like, oh,
1: well, there you <laughs> Tom go. Tom
3: Cruise could do it all. Yeah. Can someone asked him how many licenses.
1: Yeah, someone asked him how many licenses do he have. He's like, driver's license, motorcycle license, helicopter license, pilot's license, real estate license.
3: <laughs> he's going into space, guys. Come on, they're shooting yeah, a space. Yeah. I mean, Do we all forget about that? That he's going into space no. as well too. How could no. I forget about Tom Cruise in space? Uh, if the there's anyone who's going to be on the outside of the spaceship insane. this time. <laughs> oh my god! But, 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 but that's but that's but that's the entire thing. That's the entire thing is that I buy that he freaking they freaking um they freaking took off in that jet. I buy that. I don't like the suspension of disbelief for me for this film is so on the nose with this one. I'm just like, "Yep, I buy everything that they're doing." And that really shows you exactly how much they got the audience to really buy into the realism that this world is presenting and how much you feel like you're in that cockpit with everybody.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's safe to say that we all wholeheartedly agree this is just one of the best sequels that we've ever gotten it's just a great time at the movies this is what a summer blockbuster film should be because it's not just a yep. great summer blockbuster movie it's just a great movie it's made for audiences it's made for the big screen see it on the biggest screen imaginable with the best sound possible it's sorry a you know, perfect marriage and it will be wonderful experience for you and if you are a top gun fan this is going to be a real treat for you and even if you're not i think this is a movie that will You'll, enter, you'll enjoy it so much it'll make you want to rewatch or watch the original for the first time uh, so it's safe to say it's a big recommendation from all of us here on the Film On Tap podcast and I think we can all agree it's definitely one of the best legacy sequels ever made Nancy, thank you for coming in giving us your opinion we hope you feel better but we're also really happy you enjoyed the movie yes
0: Thanks for letting me on.
2: Know, I'm you're so not
1: no. a prisoner. <laughs> oh
0: <my God.
2: laughs> Link spice if you're thank okay. You.
1: <laughs> yeah, drink some Gatorade and uh hopefully we'll be back in full force for our next episode. I'm sure you will, but always great having you on and thank you for coming on and being strong enough.
0: <laughs> Thanks. She survived. it was fun. She survived. Yeah, it I got end. it. <laughs> 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 All right, got well, I'll see you guys later. Bye. See ya.
1: Bye so since top gun maverick is a legacy sequel it got me thinking i think it got us all thinking that what are some of the best legacy sequels out there you know movies that you know are released and take place years after the original films you know there's been some great ones there's been some really bad ones so let's talk about let's give our top two favorite legacy sequels so we'll start with you jindoy what are your top two faves
2: okay um i mean it's hard not to say the general obvious for me right now which is top gun maverick mm-hmm as just being the number one because of how much I just, I loved it, I mean, you kind of heard us talk about it, but-
1: <laughs> Just a little
2: bit. To, to kind of not, just for recency bias, to try and avoid that, just because I don't want to like jump on that too quickly. I'll say that my first one that came to the top of my head, aside from that, was Creed. Yeah! Creed coming in- Solid choice. Because of how much of a Rocky fan I am and how much I just embrace and love that character. How much that character actually just is who I am just at my core, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, To see Creed come in and to to continue that story and to follow in that that legacy that Rocky built, to to follow in that, that story, you know, of the friendship between Rocky and Apollo and to kind of build off that and to just have the heart that, you know, Rocky is kind of like that old mentor, that guy that's like not done with it, but kind of done with the whole, you know, world with boxing. He's kind of come to terms with his life and wants to just be, you know, the restaurant owner and just, you know, tell his old stories of, you know, stories of old kind of thing. And then. You got his son Adonis coming in and having that same kind of grit that Rocky sort of had when he was younger and wanting to push and push and push and just finally getting that mm-hmm. opportunity. And, you know, I got to say the execution of that story was just, it was phenomenal. And then you have the opportunity, you have the, uh, you have Stallone getting his, you know, his just due with I think he his oh, acting I think he credits. Won for that one. That, he should have won that he, Oscar, too. but, you know, to, to to get that to get that nomination at least shows you, how well that this movie was and how well it was put together. And the fact that Stallone even said like, he never wanted to do a movie like that unless it was really well done. And to have you know, uh, Kugler come in and, and pitch him the movie that he wanted to, to shoot and actually repeatedly coming to Stallone saying like, I wanna do it this way, I wanna do that. I have respect mm-hmm. for it and I have this idea. And, and the execution was just pitch perfect phenomenal. Uh number two, um I would have to probably say is Blade Runner 2049.
1: Yeah! Damn, you're fucking picking my movies, bro. I, I gotta I gotta pivot now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm s i am sorry i am i mean listen, when they're good, they're I guarantee good. And, you know, you can add, I add, yeah, I won't say my I guarantee he's gonna pick my other one.
2: I'll be nice and I just won't say too much about Blade Runner. That way you can no, talk it's about fine, it, since it's i fine. I no, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna pivot. Don't tell me I don't live my life. Listen, man. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. It's all okay. right. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey. It's,
3: it's all right. Okay. Speaking of legacy no, sequel, um, <laughs> the,
2: the the crazy thing about it is coming into that movie originally when I first watched Blade the original Blade Runner yeah was not the biggest ten. fan didn't like it didn't care yeah. for it didn't like didn't understand it I watched it then because I was maybe too young to watch and understand what it was because yeah. then I watched it maybe I think it was like ten or fifteen years later I rewatched it for you know kind of for the first time again with new eyes and it became one of my favorite like sci-fi movies mm-hmm. out there yeah talk about the harrison ford one mm-hmm. um and or well i guess they're both harrison <laughs> but the original like, young, right ford, is,
1: young ford young um,
2: ford Young Ford, as it were um did he ever age? To have, i mean yes
1: at heart, at heart. yes yes he absolutely <laughs> is.
2: physically he's a very did old man did you see indiana jones
1: yeah. ford the guy aged <laughs>
2: But to come back into that world of Blade Runner, to see the aesthetic, to see the evolution of the city that he lived in, um, and to have Ryan Gosling kind of play that Deckard-type character in the mm-hmm. new one, um, I just, you know, the cinematography was phenomenal. The, the 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 noir aspect that they brought back was just, like you just did Yeah, so It was just so pitch-perfect execution, pitch-perfect look, and... To me, some of the nostalgia points that they kind of showcased um, without too many kind of spoilery things in there, because, you know, some people may still want to see it. um, Mm -hmm. I felt like they they handled those beats of watching the previous film very well, like the execution of seeing certain characters again, Mm -hmm. you know, after all those years was... Was nice and it, and it hit the heart in like the right ways, um, so I was very happy to see that that happen as well.
1: Nice, all right. I like those picks, very solid. I'm a little bit envious that you took them already, but it's it's fine. How about you, Andres? What are your top <laughs> two? Let me go first. No, nah, I never go first.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will start off with my number two first, but I will say one thing about Blade under 2049. I think it might hands down be the most gorgeous looking movie i've ever seen like it's just up there. watching that movie watching that movie in imax in a the theater completely just overtook me like just even seeing some of the first scenes in the trailer I was like wow mm-hmm. they really brought it back and they really made it better but my number 2 for legacy sequels mm-hmm. would actually have to be i know you're going to i know it's gonna. I have to go with my gut because I just saw it at the at the uh, new Bev not too long ago. Oh wait, it is it? Mad yeah, Max Fury Road. Fury yeah. Road. Uh-huh, yeah. There, yeah, it there it Fury is. Fury Road. Nailed it. You got to pivot
2: again.
1: Got to pivot one more gotta, time.
3: Got to got, pivot one more time. But here's the thing is that Fury Road did something that, again, those first three sequels or those first three movies, while they're great – Fury Road does something entirely different, yep, and it, it just totally becomes does. a full-on yep. chase movie. And <laughs> and, and, and what's called you haven't and you haven't seen stunts <laughs> like that ever ever before. Mm. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what my number one is because for me, it defined exactly what a legacy sequel should always do, mm-hmm. and what you should do with using the passage of time to basically add to your story and to give you such an emotional core and emotional gut punch at the very end and that's Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is hmm. probably for me the very definition of a legacy sequel because it used the fact that we had not seen these characters for over 12 years, it used the fact that we were dealing with a kid who is not a kid anymore, he's an adult. He is going he's going to college, he has no use for these toys. These toys don't know what their purpose is anymore. It's an existential movie. It is a dark movie. It is a freaking prison escape movie in a Pixar film. And it is freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's at least so many points in that movie where you're just, like, it is just tugging at your heartstrings at the same time. It is tugging that funny bone and making you laugh so hard. And then it leads to a finale and a final 10 minutes that for me was the finale of Toy Story. I like, for me, Toy Story 3 feels like it was the end of the story and that's where I like it to be at. And I think Toy Story 3 is an amazing legacy sequel, even Mm. though I know probably not, uh, it doesn't necessarily fit the mold in terms of like the passage of time in terms of, oh, it's 20 years since or something like that. But I think it was the first one and still this day, probably one of the few movies that uses how long these toys have been out of our public consciousness and mm-hmm. how long time has passed to its full advantage. And it is an absolutely brilliant movie. And it is probably the best of the franchise. So there you go.
2: I'd, I'd say that I'd say over 10 years qualifies as a legacy yeah. sequel because mm-hmm. you're talking from what, 99, what was it, 2010? Right? Yeah,
1: 2010.
2: For Toy Story 3. So yeah, that's yeah, 11 yeah, years. You there you, you go. That's about like...
1: Passage of time working to your advantage I just remember The incinerator scene Literally everyone in my aisle Holding hands Holding hands I've never seen this In my life Literally everyone Was like tears in their eyes Like this is it This is the end of our childhood I was like holy shit Like I don't remember the last yeah. time Like a movie Had brought people together Like that Like because I was at the perfect age where like when Andy was a kid, I was a kid when Andy. And then when toy story three hit, I was literally about to go to college. It came out the summer right before I was about to go to college. So it hit me so hard, especially like when he's saying goodbye (laughs) to toys I literally felt like I was Andy. So like in terms of just the sequel completely coming out at the right time and just doing everything right. Totally agree. It's so good. And probably it probably is the strongest like movie, even though I still think, I think the first movie has the most rewatching. Watchability for me just because it's just so fucking mm-hmm. good. But, like, in terms of just like oh, overall yeah. movie with the best impact, three for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and come on, how many movies will you get Mr. Tortilla Head? All right, like come on, or Spanish, it's buzz. <laughs> Spanish oh, yeah. I was about to see, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Spanish, buzz. Spanish buzz
1: was a stroke of genius.
3: See, <laughs> Sp- Spanish buzz is a stroke of genius, and the other stroke of genius yeah. for me, the the moment I knew I was in love with this movie was the minute that um, Woody is chasing after the toys and they're about to get tossed out, and he goes Buster, come on down. And you remember Buster yeah, is the dog, and then you're an old little <laughs> dog. <laughs> dog and- yeah. just an old little dog and he falls asleep right on top of him and I'm like ah yep. oh,
1: yep. there you go there's your passage of time <laughs> 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 oh my god but those are those. Right, those so are some solid choices so I'm going to pivot for one of them because yeah, I absolutely yeah. would have picked one of those three or four as my number two so my number two and I'm going with one that I, I think is a little, very uh, underrated in terms of being a really great legacy sequel and that is the new Scream movie oh I think that the new Scream movie, especially since it's been a long period of time since... Because when did 4 come out? Like 2011 or something? Like around there? 4 came
3: out, yeah, 2011. Wow,
1: got that right. Holy shit. Movie release dates. (laughs) Movie (laughs) release dates. And you winner. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it had been almost... It had been over 10 years, you know, since the last one came out. And not only... Was it even better than four, in my opinion? I thought it like it revitalized the character of Ghostface. It paid homage to the movies that came before it. It integrated the old cast and the new cast perfectly. I really liked the new additions to the new cast. It wasn't afraid to be super bloody and gory. It was fun. It was a blast from start to finish. A really well-made horror movie from the directors of Ready or Not, which is another amazing horror thriller um, or horror comedy, depending on how you look at it. Um, and oh, I just yeah. thought, just as a Scream fan, I was so satisfied with it, because it felt like a great, like, back-to-basics kind of Scream movie, where it even starts like the original film, where it's just like, okay, we're gonna give you that familiar vibe, but we're also gonna do our own thing and have some fun with this character and this lore, and I totally did that, and it totally worked for me. Um, but as for my favorite legacy sequel, like... Yeah, you might call it, you know, you know, you know, recent bias or whatever you want to call it or, you know, uh, recency bias. I don't know what you want to call it, but Top Gun Maverick for me, I think, is the best legacy sequel for tons of reasons. I mean, we talked about the movie a lot, but for me, I think it's just the fact that it doesn't spend too much time paying homage to the original. It absolutely does. And I think it does so really wonderfully. You know, it reintegrates you know old characters really well like Iceman the way it handles that is fantastic and really really well done um the stunts are incredible the action just blows the originals out of the water the story blows the originals out of the water it's a more emotionally mature film it really just kind of leaves the original movie in its jet wash you know for if, if you want to put it that way like it's just <laughs> it's just such a good freaking movie and such a good sequel and the fact that it you know it's coming out over 30 years after the original film and it's this good and that I think it's this much better than the original film you know coming from someone who's a massive Top Gun fan grew up with the movie I've watched it countless times the fact that this movie A exists and B is this good is astounding to me like this is how you do a fucking sequel and this is how you give the fans what they want and this is how you usher in a new generation of fans at the same time it's just it's stellar from top to bottom and I could go all day with that movie
3: See, for like five seconds, I thought you were about to say Tron Legacy. No, I mean, I love it. Do me wrong. I love those I, I, know, I know. I, love I that know. I know. Because we talked about Tron Legacy so many
2: times. Yeah. I mean, look at that. See,
1: keeping you on your toes, kid. Keeping you on your toes. Mm-hmm.
2: See, the All man right. knows how to pivot. I do you know how to pivot?
1: All right.
2: Yeah. All right. They, they just, always I'll called me a myself. wild dance
1: partner. <laughs> 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 what was, what <laughs> reaction? Was that? <laughs>
3: The wild
2: dance partner the wild Who's called
1: dance you party. that? <laughs> no one <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking nobody
2: <laughs> Why you gotta call us bluff like that? Yeah, right? Why, why gotta, gotta call us bluff? We
1: we're friends, it's fine you know Keep it, yeah. Keeping you honest, buddy He's, he's keeping you keepin honest, <laughs> <laughs> he's keeping me modest, it's fine
2: See, He's making you pivot again He's making
1: me pivot to the end of this, this episode, that's fine So we, we've all given you our picks For uh, our favorite legacy sequels You know, Andre was just being a dick as per usual But uh, <laughs> I think all these are amazing choices and if you're fans of the original films I definitely think you'll like these sequels and even if I would even say that even if you haven't seen those original movies I think that they're still good on their own and you don't necessarily need to see those original movies in order to enjoy them I think they just enrich the experience for sure but definitely give all these movies a shot they're well worth your time and uh, they're just overall really great sequels that, you know, we don't get a lot of great legacy sequels. They're usually pretty mishandled and they're really underwhelming, but these are the cream of the crop. So I hope you enjoyed our picks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Film on Tap. We had a blast making it, as per usual. And before we head out, we've of course got to do our social media handle name drop. So we'll start with Jindoin. Where can people find you on the interwebs?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Survivor underscore MTS. Uh, You can see my recent interview on the Let's Get Ready Network as the Survivor. Uh, So go check that out yeah uh other than that just you know like subscribe and follow this show too man these are some great people oh
1: you people. nice guy you fucking sweetheart mm-hmm. look, look at, at that. that look he's plugging <laughs> our show on our show what a little guy. What a nice guy he's growing up so fast and our little he's child is going sweetheart. up so fast we've trained him well <laughs>
2: I mean, that's what I was told with the check like that
1: got delivered. I mean, I yeah, and much. also I made you read the script. If you saw his eyes, they were kind of yeah. reading. It wasn't his best delivery, but you know, we, do, we you can only practice so many times. Can I, can I do that again? Can nah, I we, again? No, no no, take twos. No take twos.
3: We'll fix it
2: in post. Yeah, we'll no fix, fix it in post. post. It's
1: fine. We'll make it look more sincere. I'll but, fix
0: uh, it
3: in post. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> oh, Andres, oh, how about goodness. you? Do your little wind up. Let's go. Take, take that take breath, that baby. Breath. <laughs> Up you the can side.
3: find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos209. No, you added... can find me on Twitter <laughs> He's and <laughs> right right Instagram. Right
1: right.
3: <laughs> oh goodness! Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on the High Voltage Media YouTube channel, and it's on. The, we're doing the underrated series on that. We're still getting ready to do a couple episodes on that. But uh, the other thing you can find me doing is, apart from being on here on the video Chronic Pop Culture Quizzes, um, and then also you can find me. Actually, I'm going to plug something in real quick, guys. Um, very soon, a dear friend of mine, April Wally. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you plug something during
2: wow. the plugging segment? You couldn't
1: have told us this no, no, before no. the show. Wow. I don't know if we have time. I don't no. know if we have time. We're running well. You know what? I don't know. I don't you know, know what? I about this. I'm going to
3: make the time. I'm, uh, someone mute his mic Let's
1: mute his mic <laughs> Alright
3: plug actually, your stupid the- thing <laughs> <laughs> actually, there is a thing I'm actually really proud of, which is my friend uh, April Walleen, um just put out a book called uh, The Pandora Syndrome. It's a vampire book, and we worked on the audiobook together, and that's going to be releasing really soon, and y'all should check that out. It's a really great uh, two-parter, cool. and cool. Uh, definitely check that out when it comes out. I'll have more details as it goes on.
1: Sweet. All right. All right, and if you oh. need to follow or if you need to you don't need to no one needs to follow <laughs> me <him. laughs> no one needs made, to follow me if really you need to follow him if you, uh, if, you know if you want to follow me you can yeah, find well, me on right. Twitter and Instagram at Tom chattelbash and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattel Bash Reviews and of course you can find me here on the Film On Tap podcast like I said thank you for tuning into this episode whether you watched it or you listened to it we appreciate it nonetheless and we, we ugh fucking A every time you know ah, every, ah, you, know, you I, almost I, had it it was about you to be so Fine. Just whatever. Um, and until next time, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you next time.
3: Cheers.